Welcome to the Watoto Church Podcast. Prepare your heart as we explore scripture and delve into the Word of God. Thank you very much, Pastor Eddie, for leading us through the service. And greetings to all of you, our wonderful friends that are watching online and on air. Thank you for being a part of our service today. It's always an honor and a privilege to share God's Word with you. Let's pray and dive into it. Now, Father, I ask you to anoint your Word and bless everyone that hears it today. In Jesus' name, amen. Now today, we're concluding our series on Holy Spirit. And we've been prayerfully considering what subject we should talk about, because there's a lot you can talk about Holy Spirit. And we really feel so strongly to talk about this important subject of the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Now, I know that the topic of the baptism and the Holy Spirit sometimes makes us uneasy, uncomfortable, and even uncertain whether we really want to uh, go through this whole experience of the baptism and the Holy Spirit. And I get it, because I was like that. Uh, I, I got born again, and as I started to grow in my faith, I got to start to hear about the baptism in the Holy Spirit. And I saw some people who were really weird, and I began to have reservations about the whole subject of the baptism in the Holy Spirit. But one day I got the courage to talk to a friend, and I made an appointment, came to church, we sat. It was just the two of us. And he really took me through the scriptures and he showed me what this whole subject of the baptism in the Holy Spirit was about. He was such a great friend. And after he opened the scriptures to me, I really desired and said, I want to have this experience. And so he prayed with me and nothing spectacular happened at that moment. But as I was going home, I tell you, I had this experience that totally changed my life forever. It's been over 20 years now, and I was filled with the Holy Spirit. And you know what? Today, I want to be like that friend who walked with me and opened the scriptures and helped me appreciate this wonderful, amazing, beautiful experience that we call the baptism in the Holy Spirit. You see, in the New Testament, John the Baptist came preaching powerfully, telling people to repent for the kingdom of God was coming. And many were repenting and being baptized. And in Matthew chapter 3, verse 11, John says, I baptize you with water for repentance. But after me comes one who is more powerful than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. And this is what he will do. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit on fire. Who was he talking about? Jesus. And in the past weeks, we talked about, you know, Jesus teaching on the Holy Spirit. And just before Jesus ascended into heaven, he had some important things to tell his disciples. He gave them a great commission to go and disciple the nations. But in Acts chapter 1, verses 4 to 5, recording some of Jesus' final conversations here on earth with the disciples, it says, on one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command. 
Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. And verse 5, for John, he refers to John, baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So Jesus as well talks about this baptism in the Holy Spirit. And as I talk about this subject today, there's primarily three things that I want to accomplish. First is to understand what the baptism in the Holy Spirit is and Secondly, why it matters? Why is it so important? And then I'll conclude by sharing how you can receive this beautiful experience that we call the baptism in the Holy Spirit. So let's dive into it. What is the baptism in the Holy Spirit? Well, in the Bible, there's different phrases that are used to refer to this same experience. We talk about being filled with the Holy Spirit or the Holy Spirit coming down on people, being clothed with power. But all of these are references to pretty much the same experience, the baptism in the Holy Spirit. So what is the baptism in the Holy Spirit? The baptism in the Holy Spirit is a separate and distinct experience where a believer gets to be fully immersed in the Holy Spirit. And secondly, they get to be filled with the dynamic power of the Holy Spirit. Let me expound that a little bit. It is a separate and distinct experience. What does that mean? It's separate and distinct from our salvation experience or when we are baptized in water. Now, when we are born again, Obviously, the Holy Spirit is at work. He convicts us of sin, and then he makes us alive towards Christ, the process called regeneration, and then we get to be sealed and marked with the Holy Spirit. Everyone that's a believer has a seal, a mark of the Holy Spirit in their lives. And that's what uh, Paul teaches us in Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 13 to 14. He says, and you also were included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. When you believed, you were marked in, you were marked in, in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit. And verse 14 says, mark these words, who is a deposit? guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of his glory. Here Paul says when we become born again, there's a seal on us, a mark of the Holy Spirit. Who is a deposit? Now deposit means that yes, now we are children of God because the Holy Spirit is in us. But also deposit uh, means there is more coming. Just like you can put a deposit on something you want to buy. I mean, it simply says, hey, you have booked it and there is more coming. That's the same thing with our Christian experience. When we are born again, the Holy Spirit comes in us, but there is more that is coming. And one of those things that is coming that God promises us is the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Now, let me expound this a little bit more as well. Acts chapter 19, great story here. Paul in a city called Ephesus where he wrote to the Ephesians what we just read. And here's what it says. While Apollos was at Corinth, Paul took the road uh, through the interior and arrived at Ephesus. 
There he found some disciples. And then he asked them a very important question. Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? Why? Paul knew how important this experience was. They answered, no, we have not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. So Paul asked, then what baptism did you receive? John's baptism, they replied. Paul said, he began to teach them, John's baptism was a baptism of repentance. He told the people to believe in the one coming after him, that is in Jesus. Verse 5, on hearing this, here's what happened. They were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. They were born again because they were just following John's baptism. They hadn't even received Jesus. So they became born again. After that, verse 6, when Paul placed his hands on them, another thing happened. The Holy Spirit came on them and they spoke in tongues and prophesied. And so it was a separate and distinct experience that they went through. They were born again and for them it was immediate. Then there Paul placed his hands on them and the Holy Spirit came. Now you need to understand, yes, you can be born again and be filled with the Holy Spirit uh, in that one instant, but still it's a separate experience from being born again. And it may take time like it did for me uh, for us to experience the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Now, in the portion we've just read, something happened for those who were filled with the Holy Spirit, who were baptized in the Holy Spirit. They began to speak in tongues and even prophesy. So one question I want to just also go through as we get to understand this experience. Is there any evidence attached to the experience of being baptized in the Holy Spirit? That's an important question as well. Now, just as we've read, we've seen that for this particular portion of Scripture, they began to speak in other tongues. Now, when we read the book of Acts, the various instances where people were filled with the Holy Spirit, baptized in the Holy Spirit, the common evidence that seems to appear there is they spoke in other tongues. They also praised God, they prophesied, but the common factor there was they spoke in other tongues. That was the common experience. Now, this subject of tongues, I know, can be quite controversial, and it can also be confusing. I do understand that. And I know there are people who have abused this whole issue of tongues and uh, some people have uh, also elevated this issue of tongues and they make people feel like if you do not speak in tongues or tongues is that ultimate prize of superiority in Christianity. And, and sometimes we also wondering, oh, this, does this experience, it makes me not normal. In fact, in Acts chapter 2, the people are referred to as being drunk. And I get all of that. What is all this Babra, 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 like some people here, Rabadingi, she came on a Honda. Who came on a Honda? And I do understand all that confusion. But here's the thing. Tongues are actually a beautiful gift from God. They are a heavenly language that he gives to us to help us in especially our prayer. You know, this is the truth. There is so much that we would like to pray for. Sometimes we don't even know how to pray. We don't know what to pray. Our words are not sufficient. When it comes to honoring and worshiping God, 
I tell you, there's no words enough that can express the depth of our gratitude and praise to God. And God has given us a beautiful language that can capture what's in our hearts or capture those things that we really long for. And he gives us this beautiful heavenly language that we call tongues that we used to express our praise to him, that we used to pray to him. A beautiful gift when we receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit. It just changes how we pray and worship God. And this gift, by the way, when I talk about uh, speaking in tongues, having a prayer language is different from the gift of speaking in tongues, which is it's, it's a gift that you speak in a tongue that must be interpreted because it's a message for the people who are present. But this is a, a heavenly language that God gives to us in terms of helping us in our prayer and adoration to him. And that's a common experience. Now, Paul talks a bit more about the whole issue of this speaking in tongues. Actually, if you have time, read 1 Corinthians chapter 14. I'm just going to highlight some things that Paul shares about uh, the whole issue of tongues. In 1 Corinthians chapter 14, I'll just read a few. Verse 2, Paul says, For anyone who speaks in a tongue does not speak to people but to God. Indeed, no one understands them. They utter mysteries by the Spirit. And so here Paul is saying tongues are not understood by people around us unless they are interpreted if you have a message for them. But they are mysteries that we speak to God. Verse 4 and 5 in the same chapter, Paul says, Anyone who speaks in a tongue edifies themselves, strengthens themselves. But the one who prophesies edifies the church. One who speaks clearly edifies the church. I would like every one of you to speak in tongues. That's Paul's desire. But I would rather have you prophesy. The one who prophesies is greater than the one who speaks in tongues unless, he says, someone interprets so that the church may be edified. And here is specifically referring to the gift of speaking in tongues where you speak a tongue that is a message to the people and needs to be interpreted. I was in a meeting once, uh, actually a few times, but even recently where this happened and someone started to give a message in tongues. I mean, it is authoritative. There was silence in the room and I mean we're a couple of thousands of people in there silence in the room and it was so authoritative and someone interpreted it and it was a special message especially to the pastors who are in that gathering so Paul is talking about that it is only beneficial if it's interpreted and he's not referring to the prayer language in verse 14 and 15, actually, then Paul talks about the prayer language, the one I was talking about, the beautiful gift we receive when we are baptized in the Holy Spirit. For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my mind is unfruitful. So what shall I do? I will pray with my spirit, but I will also pray with my understanding. I will sing with my spirit worship, but I will also sing with my understanding. Talking about this beautiful gift that God gives to us of the heavenly language that we can use in prayer and in worship. And finally, verse 39, he says, Therefore, my brothers and sisters, be eager to prophesy and do not forbid speaking in tongues. In other words, let's be open to this whole uh, speaking in tongues. So I've talked about the baptism in the Holy Spirit. It is a separate 
and distinct experience for a believer where they are fully immersed in the Holy Spirit and they are filled with the dynamic power of the Holy Spirit. And the common experience we see in the Scriptures is that God gives them an evidence which is commonly speaking in tongues. They have a prayer language. Now, why is this important? Why is this subject on the baptism in the Holy Spirit an important one? Here's why, my friend. The baptism in the Holy Spirit will take your walk with Christ, your Christian walk, to a whole new level of effectiveness and fruitfulness. The baptism in the Holy Spirit is not about salvation. It is about how we can live our Christian life victoriously and effectively for the kingdom of God. That's what it is about. It, take, it happened to me. I was a Christian. I did love God. And I had this desire to honor God with my life and be a blessing to people. But when I was filled with the Holy Spirit, I mean, it changed everything. It took my walk with Jesus to a whole new level. That's what it did for me. And I just want to share three ways in which this happens, how our life can become more effective and fruitful as believers. First, we talked about this last week. The baptism in the Holy Spirit uh, leads us to be empowered by the Holy Spirit to be witnesses. That's what happens. And last week we talked about uh, becoming bold witnesses. Well, it happens when we receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit, Acts 1.8. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea, Samaria and to the ends of the earth. When we are baptized in the Holy Spirit, we become bold witnesses and hey, our witnesses cannot be contained by boundaries. Wherever we are, we can be bold witnesses. But the second way in which, uh, why this is so important is that the baptism in the Holy Spirit activates the gifts of the Holy Spirit to operate in our lives. Now, the gifts of the Holy Spirit are special gifts reserved for believers that help them to be more effective to serving people, but also living the Christian life. And these become activated when we receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit. First Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 1. Oh, how I love this. Uh, this is Paul teaching on these gifts, which are unique. These are not ordinary gifts. These are not talents. These are unique extraordinary supernatural gifts that become activated in our lives. Paul says, verse 1, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, he says, now concerning spiritual gifts, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be ignorant. And he begins to tell them about what these spiritual gifts are. And verse 4 to 11, Paul continues and he says, there are diversities of gifts, many gifts, but it is the same spirit. There are differences of ministries, but it is the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works all in all. And then verse 7, but the manifestation 
of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. The manifestation, the activation, these gifts becoming active in our lives. Verse 8, for to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit. Now this word of wisdom is a supernatural kind of wisdom, special wisdom that God gives to us. And it could be in relationship to a strategy, to a decision we're going to make that is not common wisdom. Special that God gives to us. To one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit. To another, word of knowledge through the same Spirit. Knowledge beyond just research and common knowledge. It's supernatural knowledge given by the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healings by the same Spirit. To another, uh, working of miracles, the working of miracles to another prophecy and to another discerning of spirits, the ability to tell whether this is of God or the enemies behind it. Those are things that are not natural. They are supernatural and comes when these gifts are activated and to another different kinds of tongues and to another interpretation of the tongues. And then verse 11, but it is one and the same Spirit who works all these things, distributing each one individually as He wills. These gifts are from the Holy Spirit and are activated when we receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit. We begin to operate at a whole new level to serve other people in our lives, in the decisions we make. I mean, this is so beautiful. The baptism in the Holy Spirit will activate these spiritual gifts in our lives. And the final thought I would give you on why this matters is that the baptism in the Holy Spirit ignites a passion for God that is so unique in our lives. I mean, my friends, when I was baptized in the Holy Spirit, you know, I loved God as a Christian and I, I did everything. I came to church and I, I loved all those things. But something unique happened when I was filled with the Holy Spirit. I had this unique passion for God. It wasn't a common one. I mean, I began to love God's Word. God's Word has never been boring for me. Why? When I was filled with the Holy Spirit, I had this love for His Word. I had a unique love for God's work. I had a unique love for God's house, the church. It was all for after that experience. I never ever just came to church like any other day. It was so different. There was a unique passion. I had a unique love for God's people. I stopped seeing people just like, oh, that's, there goes another person. No, there goes a poor person. There goes an orphan. There goes a widow. No, something shifted in me and I could see these people and feel what God would feel about them. And that happened when I was filled with the Holy Spirit. It ignited a unique passion for God and for His work. That's what happened in the book of Acts. Every time they had this experience and the Holy Spirit came. Something happened and the believers were more passionate either to preach the word of God boldly. It changed the way they were generous. I mean, the, the, the baptism in the Holy Spirit will ignite a unique passion in our hearts for God. So, I mean, I could talk a bit more on this, but my time is gone. Now, we've seen what the baptism in the Holy Spirit is about and why it really matters and its impact in our lives. How does one receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit? Number one, you have to be born again. This 
experience is reserved for those who are believers already. You must be born again. Now, if you were born again and you have not experienced this full immersion in the Holy Spirit and being filled with the power, this dynamic power of the Holy Spirit, here's what you must do. And it is what I did. And it is what millions of believers have done who have experienced this life-changing experience. You need to ask God. Ask Him. Ask Him. Jesus is the baptizer. I love what Matthew chapter 7 and verse 11 says. And it was talking about prayer. It says, if you then, though you are evil, talking about human beings, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask Him, including the Holy Spirit? So ask Him. But secondly, when you ask, be open to receive and receive by faith this beautiful this beautiful, amazing gift of the Holy Spirit. Be immersed in it. And then as you receive by faith, you begin to speak by faith. You thank Him. You honor Him. You praise God for the wonderful gift of the Holy Spirit. You begin to even thank Him that these gifts are going to be activated in your life. And as you continue to give Him thanks, at that point God will begin to give you expressions and utterances in your mind. And by faith you begin to speak. A new language comes and your heart will be filled with joy. Some people begin to laugh. Others get quiet and tears begin to flow. I mean, it's amazing. It's such a beautiful experience that cannot be explained, but can only be experienced. And God wants it for you. So as I close, I'd like to pray with you today. So you can receive this beautiful gift. For John baptized with water, Jesus has come to baptize us with the Holy Spirit. I want to start with you who is not born again. That's where it begins. I would like you to repeat this simple prayer after me. Say, Dear Jesus, I thank you that you love me. Today, I ask you to forgive me of my sin. Make me a child of God. And I ask you right now to even fill me with the Holy Spirit. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. Wow, you're born again now, but I want to pray for you who's been born again. Maybe you, you feel you've run dry and you need a fresh touch from God. I want to pray. In fact, where you are, just begin to ask Him. I'm only going to join my faith with you in, in just a few seconds, but just carry on in prayer and I know you will experience this. God is a good Father. Now, Father, I join my faith with all those who are watching and listening and are desiring right now to have this experience of being baptized in the Holy Spirit. Lord, it was a promise you gave and I pray right now 
in the name of Jesus. Fill them with your power. Clothe them with power from on high. Oh God, I pray you will give them this supernatural experience that will launch their lives to a whole new level. For some, oh God, I pray right now as they are watching and listening, give them a new language, a prayer language, a language for worship. We know you can do this by faith. I want to thank you for the promise because it's for us and for our children and for all those who love Jesus. I give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for being a part of church. By the way, if you gave your life to Jesus, please write to us, connect at watorochurch.com. Or if you'd like to know more about this subject, do write to us. We would love to come alongside you. Thank you for listening. We hope this encourages you to step into the new. Tune in next time as we delve into the Word of God. For comments and feedback or counseling, write to connect at watertochurch.com. Hey, hey,